0: Killstokes Stokes here, and welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. First and foremost, I want to say a massive thank you to each and everyone that came out to the Tier 1 Trading Royal Ball. It was an amazing experience. I'm still trying to figure out the words to explain exactly how I feel about it, but... It was just very impactful. It was great to really meet you guys in person and and, and sit down and stare into your eyes, not in a weird way, but in a a man-to-man, man-to-woman type of way. Um, and it was great just to share stories, share our experiences, really talk about trading, talk about life outside of trading, and really just hang out for six hours and have fun. It was, uh, it was good. The kids were dancing. The drinks were flowing. The casino games were rolling. It was an amazing experience, and I can't wait to do it again next year. Now, after the big event, right, uh, well, we had to go home and get back to reality. I spent about eight hours, really nine hours. We were delayed by an hour in or on the airport, Um, I had about eight or nine hours to really think about a few topics. And um, aside from trying to keep two kids, a four-month-old and a a four-year-old kind of settled on the plane, I was thinking about the training course that I'm probably going to put out next year, the Foundation Course 2.0. And I was also thinking about some of the recent conversations that I had. And I had a recent conversation with uh, some friends of ours about really debt and renting versus buying it was uh, unfortunately this this family had kind of a string of bad luck they've moved about uh five times in the past seven years and they're continuing to rent to rent to rent and when talking to them they're trying to figure out like yeah we don't really want to rent we'd like to we have a family we'd like to buy our dream house and, and really do things the way we want to but life doesn't always take you down the path uh, the same way that you think it should be. And unfortunately, I had a lot of issues with things breaking and, and and mold and this and that, and we're forced to move. And during the conversation, right, it wasn't all kind of bad. Oh, boo-hoo, we wish you had a house, but we're renting. Um, there was some, some positives, and it was, hey, well, at least we are debt-free, and, and that is our goal. And that's what really got me thinking about the subject. And we talked about this a few times with uh, some of the traders and the clients that I work with, just about debt in general. And I was shocked to, I guess I shouldn't be shocked, but when I, I I typed in a quick Google search just to see how many Americans were in debt. And the numbers that I kept getting back were really, really, really high. I I expected to hear like, hey, 50%, 60%. And the numbers really came back 70, 80% of people are dying in debt. Now, Take those numbers for what they're worth because that's not necessarily a negative thing. And that's what I want to talk about today. There is, There, there are two types of debt, really. There, there, there's good and there's bad, and it really depends on how you use it. Now, I would assume that the majority of those 80% use it in a bad way, right? In general, we aren't, we, we aren't really... Taught or educated on how to budget, how to manage money, really how to make good decisions with our money. And that's a whole conspiracy theory thing. Why would they teach us how to make good decisions? Then we're not controllable anymore. But we'll leave that for another episode or probably scratch that episode before people that start listening start listening and they shut me down. But the point is. Not all debt is bad. And going back to the subject of renting versus buying, my business partner, my good buddy, Jason Greystone, put out an excellent video on this uh, about seven, eight months ago. You can check it on his YouTube channel. It's called Buying or Renting, What is Best? And he did some pretty decent research just with bank loans and, and what was the better decision. And for someone like me, obviously, I have a real estate business. I'm a real estate investor. I always lean towards owning versus renting, right? If I'm going to invest my money in something, and I'm guessing, yeah, if I'm going to invest my money in something, I want to treat it like an investment. So I want to have some type of end goal. When you rent, your money's not really going towards anything, right? It, it goes to your, your landlord and then it goes away. At least when you own, your money goes towards something, or at least you think so. And and that's very important. That's something that I spoke to Jason about at the end, which kind of changed my mind. And although I am very, I guess, intelligent with, uh, you know, how I set up my bigger term investments, like uh, we bought this house at a steel, a little bit more than what we we. Thought we should pay for it. Or well, no, we paid a little bit more for it than we wanted to. We paid a little bit less than what we thought we should pay for it. So it ended up working out good. And I'll tell you about that in a little bit. But you know, although we paid a, a good amount for a house, right, we have no plans on leaving this house. We we bought a house um, about a year after we were married we kind of had an idea of what type of family we wanted to create as far as the the max amount of children and we made sure to put ourselves in a position where we would never have to leave right you know you know aside from any type of like disaster right so we can invest in this house and and hold it for the future and really start to um see the dividends on that investment but i wish i had the numbers in front of me and um but the reality is most people, I believe the number is, they don't stay in their house when they buy it for more than six years. And if you're going to take on debt to buy a house, to, to, you know, have a a mortgage and whatnot, and you're going to move in six years, which is not nearly enough time for you to really gain any serious equity in a house, you're just wasting money. And you know what? You might as well rent because if you're renting, yeah, your money's not going anywhere, but you're typically paying a cheaper price, right? Renting versus a mortgage. You also don't have to worry about the around the house issues, right? It's funny. As soon as you, uh, you guys that are house homeowners out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. As soon as you sign on the dotted line or the the 32 dotted lines you have to sign on, it seems that um, each signature becomes really a point on your to-do list, right? You, you're all giddy. You sign it. You open up. It has that new house smell because it's all taken care of when they're selling it to you. And then you get inside and like a week later, you've got like a, a Santa Claus type list of things that need to be done. And that list just keeps getting bigger and bigger, right? As soon as you mark one thing off, something else goes, right? We had two mold problems in the basement, which is costing thousands and thousands of dollars. We had a new roof. We had water heater. We had this um, I forgot the, the the natural gas in Pennsylvania that comes up in our basements, um, radon, we had all that stuff. And it's just like, man, this house is putting us into more and more debt. Well, guess what? If you're a renter, you don't have to worry about that. You call up Mr. Landlord, and have I noticed? Because I used to be Mr. Landlord, and they fix it for you. So in reality, you may end up spending less money short-term renting than you would buy. Now, the question is, well, Keel, why does it matter short-term versus long-term, right? Yes, you know, most people don't live in their house, I think, more than six years. What about the people that do? Well, I think it all depends on what is your ultimate goal. And I like to think I'm pretty good at budgeting. I like to think I'm pretty good at money managing. But... I'm very cyclical with how I do things. And it all depends on what my personal goals are, right? I I typically go 100% either getting out of debt or trying to get out of as much debt as possible, or I go into 100% going into debt in order to position myself to make the next big investment. And what I mean by that is this, right? So for example, right? If I am purchasing, if I plan on purchasing a home, right? If I plan on purchasing a home, um, let's say for the real estate business or whatnot, we know that we need to show a certain amount of things in our bank account. Our bank account has to show X, right? Our credit cards can't show this, right? So I tend to go into the process where I will save money, right? Because I want to have capital on hand to make a bigger down payment. Uh, I want to have capital on hand to pay for any improvements and stuff like that. And I will take on debt while I save that capital to make certain things look better for a certain period of time so that we can get the best possible deal on the property, right? And then once that's over with, once I'm done with that, then I go back into an entirely different cycle of removing debt. So, I st- I stop using credit cards, I you know if I I don't take any loans out or anything like that and I just slowly chop away off the debt off the debt off the debt and I typically bring it down not to zero but you know close to and then the cycle starts over next time I have something that I want. And is that the ideal way to go about it? Eh, probably not, but it works for me. But the point is When I'm on this cycle of taking on debt, and I I know you guys think it's a a negative, right? But it's not bad, right? Because I'm taking it on in order to invest in something that will outproduce it later, right? So it's no different than making an investment. It's no different than saying, hey, I'm going to take this loan, right? Using other people's money. That was a, a big thing that I was taught. I'm gonna take this loan in order to make an investment that's gonna bring me more Bigger picture than what it cost me to take the loan in the first place, and using other people's money, right, is a great way to do things that you otherwise wouldn't be able to do with your own money. And yes, you're you're paying an interest rate on that, especially if you're using private money. Yes, it puts you a little bit in debt, but bigger picture, if you trust yourself in in that you made the right investment, if you trust yourself in you know, being responsible and paying it off and, and not getting a addicted to having, quote unquote, what seems like free money, um, it's actually a very positive thing. The problem is a lot of people do that for the wrong reasons. A lot of people will take out loans for stuff that isn't going to bring them an investment back in return. They take out a loan for to buy a new car, right? Not saying there's anything wrong with an auto loan, but you should have an idea of what type of car I can afford and you know, yes, when you when you go to the the car person and they ask how much you can get for it, they're going to tell you the max amount. The bank's going to say, well, you know what, you could afford this amount of car, but just because you could, doesn't mean you should. So you have to be smart about what you're going into debt for. Is it is it a car, right, We're not going to bring anything in return? Is it um, a laptop computer, which, you know, the, the newest laptop computer when you already have a perfectly fine one? Is it, a, you know, a pair of sneakers? Is it a, um, a vacation that you don't need? That's the type of stuff that's going to get you into, the tr- into trouble because there is literally no return on that and if anything you're just paying more because you're paying interest on it for stuff like that you might as well just save in cash pay for it in cash you don't have to worry about any extra bills coming in later from uh you know Mr. credit card holder or Mr. bank so it's interesting to see this this 80% number and and I would again you never know how people are I don't, I don't have the I don't have the stats in front of me about what type of debt people are in and and what they used it for but understand that there is a good and a bad version of it and there's nothing wrong with taking on loans there's nothing wrong with taking on debt as long as you're going to use it the right way right good debt can be used to bring you more money right i started my real estate business that way um i even uh going back to the house example that i told you about earlier i have told you that we paid a little bit more for the house than we wanted right when we me and my wife were shopping for a home We had a hard, uh, not a hard number, but we didn't want to spend over a certain amount. Um, And we were looking around and we're looking for properties that were underneath that amount. And that amount was about $200,000, right? Didn't want to spend any more than $200,000 at the time for a house, right? And of course, while looking around, we saw this house, we saw that house. We finally found one. That was uh, going for about $253,000, right? Beautiful house. The wife loved it. I thought it was good, but, you know, I liked it a little bit more because the wife loved it. And the only problem was it was $50,000 over what we intended on spending. And I remember initially saying, nope, not going to do it, right? I'm a numbers guy. Stick to my number. Follow the rules. It's over. Don't do it. But... I looked at how much extra debt we'd be going into to get it. If you guys are familiar with mortgages, right? Fifty thousand dollars extra on a mortgage really isn't going to make much of a difference on your month-to-month uh, statement. Um, however, what was important to me was how much the how much the the house was valued for. It. And although it was selling for two hundred and fifty-three thousand dollars, it was valued at about I believe about two hundred and th- uh, no I believe about three hundred thousand, right? So although we were paying $50,000 more, we were getting a house that was almost $50,000 cheaper, putting us directly into some positive equity with the home. And from an investment standpoint, to buy something, right, to have, and this was at the, you know, the house prices only went up after this, so it's worth a lot more now. But to get involved in something for a cheaper price was, it, it outvalued what I would have to pay extra month to month, and of course, compounding that over 30 years or whatnot, it outvalued what I would have to pay extra on the mortgage month to month. Therefore, it was a good investment. So yes, we had to go into a little bit more debt to get the home, but in the big picture, right, it's going to pay off a lot more, especially what you can do with, uh, you know, when you add a home when you add home equity to your balance sheet, your your, your personal uh, financial statement, and what that allows you to do as far as getting other loans from other places and using that for other investments. So I don't know. I don't know why I was interested in this topic. It was just it was a, a thought of mine on the plane. I know a lot of you guys have liked the Trading Coach podcast because we kind of cover different subjects, not just trading in the markets, but um, just kind of life and, and, and business and, and, and things that are What I hope are are hopeful in your everyday lives as far as, you know, trying to set yourself up on the right financial path to earn financial freedom and um, one day achieve, uh, you know, generational wealth for you and your family. So I don't know. But cool episode. It's my show. I want to talk about it. So I did. I hope you guys enjoyed. As always, if you did, make sure you leave me a review. Make sure you continue to share this show. Um, we've done a great job of growing it throughout the year. We've recently been recognized as the fifth best trading podcast. I should say it like this. Number five, must listen Forex trading podcast by FeedSpot, which is a place that kind of looks at blogs and looks at stuff all over social media and shows you what is popular. So that's pretty cool. And that's all because of your guys. So keep it up. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Until then, plan your trade, trade your plan. Take care.